All right, let's talk about baptism. Um, one of the first things that we see in Scripture is that there is a non-negotiable attached to baptism. And Josh put it up uh, a minute ago, uh, and it's repentance. Can, can anybody tell, tell me what repentance is? Turning away, turning from sin, turning down. Right? Right? Yeah. So, let's write this down here. Non-negotiable. Nail it. And uh, obedience. All right. That's a mess. Okay. So repentance, when it comes to a relationship with Christ, is a non-negotiable. What are some other non-negotiables that you can think of? When it comes to a relationship with Christ. Uh, faith. Faith, yeah. Trust, faith. Faith, believing that Jesus is God and believing in the Trinity. Yep. Yeah. There's the, um, the ABCs admit, believe, confess. Right. Yeah, so... Admit to God you're a sinner, believe that Jesus is God's Son, commit your life. Like, you have to have surrender to Him. Right, so, so confession. And a lot of these are going to kind of tie into repentance and tie into each other. But yeah, confession, what was it, A, B, C? Admit to God that you're a sinner, believe that Jesus is God's Son, and yeah. commit your life to the Lord. Yeah, commit your life to the Lord. Right, and, and that last one... That's, that's really where people kind of get confused a lot of times because they'll say, yeah, yeah, I was baptized and I gave my life to the Lord when I was in youth group, but never followed. And it's the commitment that goes along with it. Now, you can't, Scripture's clear, you don't lose your salvation, but sometimes you never had it in the first place and you kind of fool yourself. So that commitment, right? Commitment. Somebody word to spell that point. Um, all right. So today we're going to talk about baptism. Baptism falls into the obedience category. Um, I grew up, and baptism was always called. Anybody, anybody else ever have this? It's the first act of obedience, right? Anybody else ever hear that? Yeah. Baptism. Okay. And we're going to talk about wine here in a minute. Alright, uh, what are some other obedience things? They don't keep you out of heaven, but if you're not doing some of these things, you're not walking with Christ. Yeah, say something. Uh, worship, getting with the body, staying connected to the body of Christ. Okay, worship, yeah. Corporate worship. Yep, basically the church. Yep, okay. Yes. Loving one another. Loving, yep. Okay. Forgiving each other. Forgiving, yep. Okay. Yep. Spending time with spending time with God, right? Really, in general. Um, Bible prayer, right? Bible and prayer. Okay. 
Anything else? I'm running out of room here. Sharing Christ. Sharing Christ? Evangelism? Yep. Okay, so there's actually probably a thousand things that we can list here. Today and through this series, we're going to talk about the obedience aspects of a relationship with Christ. And then when we uh, have our Easter service, we're going to talk about some of the non-negotiables. Okay, so here's what I want to do today. I want to look at baptism, and I want to look at what it is. Now, we said repentance was what? Terry, what'd you say? Yeah, turning away from your sin. It's, it's knowing that you're a sinner, and it's turning away from your sin. Because I know a lot of people that know that they're a sinner, but they love being a sinner, right? I mean, it's like, woo all right. And, and it's, it's feeling sorry for that sin, and then following Jesus to lead you away from that sin. Uh, you have your part to play. You can't just sin and go, oh. Handle that sin very well, did he? You know, you've got to you've got to to actively work at not sinning. But baptism is a public symbol of that repentance, because repentance repentance can be private. But baptism is meant to publicly declare, "I am turning away from my sin," okay, and I'm following Christ. Now, are you guys ready with the pointer? Are we hitting the red button? No. We're hitting the green button. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to help me find repentance. Are you ready? Repentance. I want you to shine a light on it. And I'm going to come over here. All right, you ready? Mark chapter 1. We're going to do a, just a basic word study on baptism today. Okay? This is something that you can do. It's real easy. You can go into Google and you can type in Bible verses about baptism. And, you, and it'll bring up a bunch of Bible verses and show you. Um, Mark chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, it says, And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of what? Where's it at? Baptism. Baptism, and there's repentance. Very good. They go hand in hand. All right? All right? Pointers down. Preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. All right, let's look at Acts chapter 2. Y'all work together if you can't find it, okay? y'all? It's not a game. Y'all are a team. Peter replied, repent and be baptized. Is that repentant? There's repent and be baptized. Where's baptized? There it is. This is, this, is Peter. this is Peter, and he has just given this awesome message. All right, pointers down. Thank you. He's just given this awesome message, and he, said, and he tells there's about, I don't know, three, four, five thousand people that are listening to him basically a makeshift megachurch that has just come together all at once, right? And he says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Do y'all notice repentance and baptism go together, but forgiveness of sins goes together, goes with it too? And then it says, and you will receive the gift of, what does that say? The gift of what? At the end. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yeah. After that message... They baptized, can you guess how many people they baptized? Higher. Higher. Lower. 3,000 people. 3,000 people. I bet that pastor was tired, don't y'all? Now, now here's a question for you. If baptism 
is a symbol of what's happened in your heart with repentance. Why did Jesus get baptized? Did Jesus have sin? No. So what's going on here? Let's take a look. Luke chapter 3, verse 21. It says, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. Now, here's, here's the thing. If you, if you look at this story, Jesus walks up to John. You know what John's name was? The Baptist. Right. Crazy how it works out that way. John the Baptist is just baptizing people. That's how he got the nickname. He's just baptizing people, and he's telling them to turn away from their sins. And Jesus walks up to him and says, I want to be baptized. But John says... No, I'm not worthy to tie your shoes. You don't need to be baptized because John knew that he didn't have any sin. And so Jesus says, I want to be baptized anyway. Why? Let's read. He says, and when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, hey, pay attention please. As he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. And what does it say there? You are my son whom I love. With you you, I am what? Well pleased. What did he have to repent? What did Jesus have to repent of? Nothing. Not a thing. Jesus was baptized as an example of what it looks like to declare that you are a follower of God. And Jesus was baptized to show what it looks like to be clean before God. Okay? Now, notice that... Just talking to the kids, I promise. Notice who's here. All three examples, all three... um, forms of God are present at this moment. And what this is, is this is the Trinity affirming Jesus' divinity, right? This is the only place in Scripture where this this happens, where all three are there at one point. Now, we want us to be pleased with God. We want God to be pleased with us, don't we? I mean, that's, that's what we want. So when we repent of our sin and we follow Him, we're forgiven of those sins and He's pleased with us. Now, where is Jesus? The adults, do y'all know where Jesus is? Do y'all remember the story? Where he's at? Is he in a, is he in a bathtub in a private home? No. Where is he at? Anybody remember? What's that? Jordan River? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a, and there's a ton of people there. It says John was baptizing, and then Jesus comes up, and he says he wants to be baptized too. Now, here's the thing. This is a public deal. Contrary to what the world will tell us, the world says, listen, you got your faith, you got your, you got your what, whatever, you got your God thing. Just keep it to yourself. Scripture is very clear that it is never intended to be private. Jesus is never intended to be private. Uh, water baptism is a public symbol. And there's a number two. It's a public symbol of what the Holy Spirit, through Christ, has done in a believer's heart. Okay? Alright. Baptism by water. It's a symbol of what it means to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Have y'all ever heard that phrase, baptized by the Holy Spirit? It's used in a variety of ways. Um, a charismatic church will use it to say you need to be speaking in tongues. Um, and 
you know, basically doing a lot of things that you don't see in Scripture. Um, basically, being baptized by the Holy Spirit means that you have received the Holy Spirit. When we turn from our sins, we've received the Holy Spirit. Romans 6, 4. Go ahead and throw that up there. It says, we were therefore buried with him through baptism. Well, what does that mean? You're, it's, that's the whole thing. You got it? You shooting it? Baptism. There it goes. Okay. We're buried with him through baptism. All right, we don't need the sound effects, Eli. All right. Just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. When you're baptized, it is a, a symbol. It is a representation of what God has done. Okay, show that video. I want to see, I want y'all to see what a video looks like. I stole this from the internet. All right, this is or see this is what baptism is. Right, it's very simple. It's dying to Christ as you go down. Right, wait for it to loop. There he goes. As you go down, you die to Christ. As you come back up, you are alive. Or you die to self and alive to Christ. Okay, it's very simple. But this isn't what saves you. I want everybody to understand this. This is just a symbol, okay? Um, water baptism symbolizes Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. It also symbolizes our death to sin and being alive in Christ. Everybody with me so far? Okay, let me ask you this. What happens, when, what happens to your heart? How, do, how does your life change when you start to follow Christ? Adults? Say. You get convicted of sin. Yeah, convicted of sin. Yeah, what else? Right. You have yeah. You have much clearer guidance as you're walking with Christ. Because yeah. We have guidance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, enjoyment in Christ. Yeah. yeah. Joy that, that supersedes other pleasures and other uh, needs and everything. It's the joy of being with Christ. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Um, those are good. Now let's see. I want you guys to see if you can laser some of the things that we're going to read. See what these verses say happens when you have a relationship with Jesus. You ready? Are you all ready? All right. We're not looking for baptism or repentance now. We're looking. This is a little harder. We're looking for what... These verses say happens to a person, okay? 1 Peter 3.21, it says, And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. I don't want you to be confused because salvation and baptism happened at the same time, okay? So it's not the water that actually saves you. That's not what he's saying. And then he goes on, he says, Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What happens? What do y'all see here? What happens to you when you... What do you get? You're saved. And then somebody said it. I heard it. A good conscience. How many of us just long to have a clear conscience all the time? Right? All right, Luke 3.16. Hey, not in my eyes, please. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come. The sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with what? 
the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, we talked about the Holy Spirit. You receive the Holy Spirit when you start to walk with Jesus. What does fire mean? What is that? Purification. Right. God is working in our hearts, making us more like Him. Pointers down, please. Pointers down, please. Thank you. Oh. Colossians 2.12. All right, one more. This one's hard. Ready? Having been buried with him in baptism, what does buried, being buried in baptism mean? Does that mean you're buried? Does that mean they put you in the ground? No. Buried with him in baptism, that means your heart and your mind don't, no longer want to sin. They no longer desire sin. In which you were also raised with him through your faith. What does that mean? Your heart and mind desires Christ now. Through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. All right, pointers down. That's what baptism symbolizes, okay? Now, here's what I don't want you to be confused about. Baptism is almost always, in fact, I can't think of an instance where someone came to know Jesus and they were not baptized. It's immediate in Scripture. We don't do that now you know, we want family and all that to see. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But baptism in Scripture was always a package deal. It was always together in the Bible, okay? Baptism um, is something that you need to understand when you read. It goes hand in hand with a relationship with Christ. So uh, those are the things that you see there. You receive a, con a clear conscience the Holy Spirit, and you're refined by Him, and your heart and mind desires Jesus and not sin. And then number three, starting a relationship with Jesus and baptism are always packaged together in the Bible. Is, is, does baptism save us? No. no. What is baptism? Anybody tell me? Yep. What about kids? Can y'all tell me? Stop the point for a second. Can you tell me what baptism is? Have I succeeded in explaining it today? I gave them later. That's right. Yep. Yep. Baptism. Go ahead, Ty. That's right. It's a symbol of you believing in Christ. That's right. Now, I got one more thing for you guys to laser. You ready? All right. Can you guys laser the relationship word and then the baptized word? Okay. Mark 6.16, and this is over and over again, I'm just showing you a few. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Where's the relationship word? Believes, very good, yeah. Baptized, that's right. Go to the next one, Acts 22.16. It says, and now what are you waiting for? Get up, because they had just uh, began a relationship with Christ. This is the jailer. Uh, a jailer who Paul had led to, to know Christ says, what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. Wash and wash your sins away. Again, it's not the baptism. It's the fact that his heart had changed, but because they're together, they don't differentiate. Okay? And wash your sins away, calling on his name. Alright, we found baptized. Where's the relationship here? Anybody know? Calling on his name. Calling on his name. Because when you call on the name of Jesus, you're calling on the one that you trust. 
Alright, let's go to a familiar verse. It says, Therefore, Matthew 28, 19, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hold right there, Josh. Where, where is... We've got baptizing. Where's the relationship? That's Well, that is a relationship. Yeah, you're baptizing them. But if you're a disciple... That's right. Very good. You guys are doing well. Alright, pointers down so I can see. Alright, thank you. Now, here's the question that I have for us uh, as adults. Because I know we live uh, in a different city, a different culture. I know that we come from different cultures and different backgrounds. But I want you to ask yourself, does my baptism line up with the baptism that Scripture says? Alright, we're... we're uh, were you even old enough to remember your baptism? And I know we've got godparents and all of that, but were we even old enough to remember? Was there a repentance of your sins that led to a relationship with Christ? Did you make that decision to repent of your sins? Um, the, the second thing that we talked about, water baptism. It's a symbol of what the Holy Spirit through Jesus has done in the believer's heart. Did your desires and your thinking change when you became a, a follower of Christ? Um, and then the third thing, starting a relationship with Jesus and baptism are always packaged together. If you're a believer, when you consciously decided to follow Jesus as your Savior, did you get baptized or were you baptized? Um, now, I'm not here trying to convict anybody, uh, but I want us to consider this very thoroughly simply because this this is one of two sacraments that the church uh, uh, performs and does. And it's so important to us because this is a public confession to say, I believe in Jesus Christ. My allegiance is with Him. Um, so if you have not, then uh, I want to encourage you to be obedient to Christ through believer's baptism. We're going to do that at, uh, on Easter. Uh, if you're thinking about following Jesus uh, and you haven't done that, uh, it's not a private matter. You need to understand that. It is a public thing. And um, and it's something that you know people invite their families to. And you know, it's a confession. It's saying, this is who I follow now. Um, Jesus asks us to be public with Him. And in fact, there's a verse in, in the Bible that says if we don't confess Him before men, He will not confess us before His Father in Heaven. Now, there's the thief on the cross who died without being baptized. But he died immediately after beginning a relationship with Christ. Baptism doesn't save us. I want to make that very, very clear. But the change in our heart, when we call upon Jesus, when we believe and, and trust in the fact that He took away our sins on the cross, that He rose from the dead and died for, uh, excuse me, and took away those sins, and we now have a living sacrifice. Um, whether you are a believer who has not been baptized, or whether you are someone who's just thinking about a relationship with Christ, Either way, I want you to, to kind of step back and I want you to analyze and look at your life and um, 
and look what needs to be the next step for you. If you've got questions, we're gonna we're gonna have a class right after. We're gonna talk about it. Any questions? There's no question that's off limits. Okay, um, but I want you to know that uh, this is a very big deal. And I know we don't do this a whole lot around here. We're a small church, but on Easter Sunday we're we're going to do it. And uh, if you want to be baptized, uh, we would love to do that for you. Let me pray for us, and we'll be dismissed. Father, we thank you for your word and for what you say baptism is. And I know that for some of us, we didn't grow up this way. I know that we didn't look at it this way. But Father, I pray that you take our hearts and that you help us to investigate further, to, to know exactly what you want for us, what that uh, first step of obedience really is. Uh, if it's really even that first step, but your word is very clear, and so we ask that you would make it clear to us. And we ask these things in Jesus, your holy name.